Welcome to the Quantum Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relational mastery, and the initiations that that entails, and what the journey looks like and feels like when we open up and let love lead. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas Eve to all of you. And I wanted to drop in for a quick little session with you today because my latest music single dropped today. So this is a song that I have been working on for the last year with my musical genius uh, bandmate, and we've, you know, really, uh, we're really proud of this one, and I wanted to drop in and talk about it because, you know, as we go into the new year, I think I'm going to do... I think I already talked about this before, but like every season, I'm probably going to change the name of the podcast, like as it just evolves and changes, like some years, like I might keep it longer, some years I might not, like, and I think we're about to pivot again, um, in 2023 because I really want the podcast to kind of open up the conversation about, Love, obviously, like I'm never not going to talk about love (laughs) and relationships, but there's also these other components of life that are really important to highlight so that you see that this is like a multi-dimensional person. Like I'm, I'm not one dimensional and that you get to know me on a richer level. And so that will mean, you know, in the new year, I will be bringing in more conversations around music and the people that I'm writing with and that I'm working with, including my bandmate, because he's the best. And, (laughs) you know, having conversations about, you know, our process with our music and the relational, like, teachings that are woven in and how we do that and... I'm just really excited for, you know, adding that aspect into the podcast rotation for next year. So I haven't quite decided what I'm going to call the podcast for season three, but I'll keep you posted. (laughs) I got to figure it out soon. So, um, but today I really wanted to talk to you about this new single that we have released today and it's called Always Love You. And this song originally came through last December. So I went away on a birthday trip with a couple girlfriends. And while I was there, like the first night we were gone, I had this very vivid dream about a former partner of mine. And like it really rocked me. It's like one of those dreams where you wake up and you're like, I hope that that is not what's happening in real life. Like, I hope that that person is okay. But it was so visceral and like it really got my attention. And so he had been kind of rumbling around in my psyche and like the place that we went to, like for some weird reason reminded me of him, even though I had never been there before. And 
like there were just like these pings that were happening. And then I came home and I wrote three songs like back to back to back. And this is one of those three songs. And, you know, while this song actually isn't about him, it really did like start to open the floodgates of this conversation within myself of these past partners that I've had and really digging into the stories about them in a way that can be translated into music, into a story that gets told musically. And, you know, so I I had this like visual of this one relationship that I had where it was really traumatic. I, I talked about it briefly in a recent episode. I can't remember if it was the one before this or the one before that. It was real recent anyway. And after that breakup, there was an area of town that we lived in that it took me three years after we broke up to go back to, which is an improvement because I dated this guy in my 20s, my mid-20s, and we had been in a band together. We did a lot of music together. We were together, I think, for about four years. And when we broke up, like, I, well, let's just say I was not as emotionally mature as I am now. And I did not have the emotional skills that I have now. And so when that relationship ended, I just stuffed it. I was like, I can't deal with this. These feelings are inconvenient. Um, I am over this. I'm over it. I'm over him. And we broke up in 2008. And I think it was around 20, maybe it was 2013, 2014. So 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, probably about like six or seven years after we'd broken up where my nervous system finally had enough capacity to drive past the, or like even just drive in the quadrant of the city that he lived in. And that I spent a lot of time with him in. And even then, like, there'd be no way that my nervous system could have handled, like, walking down our old street again. And when this happened in 2016 with my other partner, and it only took three years after that to be able to walk down that old street again. I'm like, ah, yeah. There's been some healing there. There's been some growth there. That's been a quantum leap there. But like this whole picture of, you know, when relationships, when they end, they leave an imprint. And it is painful. And it is a very normal thing to have a lot of feelings and to not be able to go back to the areas of the city or the areas of the town or the places that you once lived with each other because it's too painful. And 
so I had that imagery of, you know, I'm finally able to walk down our old street again. And it was in the dead of winter. And, uh, you know, seeing things in the community that remind you of that person, you know. And the first line of the song is walking down our old street again, the cold winter wind on our on my skin. I saw the lights where we first fell in love. And, you know, it's like this coming back to this, the starting point and being able to be there and like fully be there and like feel all of the emotions that come with going back to a place where you have a lot of memories anchored and being able to see it through new eyes. Because up until, you know, the points in my stories where I've done this with former partners, like it was too much. It was too much to be able to go back to those places. I felt too much. And I obviously I didn't have the tools to deal with that. And so this song is very much like right from the start, this reclamation of like, okay, like I have healed and I can go back to these places that were once so tender. And now I can go back and see them through this lens of reverence and like still be open and still feel tender, but like I, I can be there now, you know, and, um, you know, and then it goes into this chorus of like, I don't know where you are and I don't care where you've been. Um, I can't imagine a world where I'll never get to see you again. And this is very much <laughs> how we often feel when we lose someone that we love, whether that's by choice or by death. You know, I can't imagine a world without you in it. And yet here I am in this world without you in it. And, you know, as we get through the chorus, we land in this place of, you know, no matter what has happened, I'll always love you, you know, and, you know, the line is like, even though it kills me to say, I'll always love you because on many levels, (laughs) like it is quite painful to admit that truth, to admit that truth that even though these really painful experiences happen and we're no longer together. Like there will always be this current of love there. And sometimes it takes us years and decades to like sift through all of the pain that is on top of that truth. Because if, if it actually was love, that love will stay consistent. That love will always be there, even though the relationship changes forms. And this is where being human is really complex because there can be love and wounding, you know, especially in that relationship of mine that ended in 2016, it was very much a wound mate relationship. You know, we came together to work out our wounds with each other, to make our wounds conscious. Some people call this a trauma bond. Some people call this like a karmic relationship. Some people call this a twin fucking flame. I just call it a wound mate because our wounds were mating. That was the thing that like 
like they really like to dance with each other. And the whole point of that relationship now being like six, seven years out of it is like all of those wounds that got activated, those were all blocks that I had to love. Those were all blocks that interfered with the reception of love within me. And so there is this reverence that I have for him, even though like, I'm still quite boundary. Like I, I don't want to welcome that relationship back in because you know there was a lot of things that happened in that relationship that actually weren't okay. And, you know, and to be able to hold this piece of, you know, I will always, that thread of love will always be there. Like, I will always love you, even though I can never choose you again. Even though, like, this rupture was so painful. And, you know, then it goes into this second verse where, and this often happens, when you've been broken up with someone and then they like cross your path again somehow and it gets the mind all churned up (laughs) like what could have been and like maybe it would work now and like all this stuff like this very human experience of you know like we hadn't talked in years and then you call me up and I'm left that conversation wondering like what is going to happen now? And then we're like thrown back into the chorus of like, I don't know where you are and I don't care where you've been. Um, I can't imagine a world where I'll never get to see you again. But we went our separate ways and those promises made are breaking our hearts. And maybe one day we'll find a way back if we follow what's true, even though it kills me to say, I'll always love you. And, you know, it's, it's like always like anchoring back to this deeper, richer truth that even though we can have these like moments where we might cross paths, we might bump into them, they might call us up, we might run into them, you know, with their new person, like who knows. And there's this like flash of like what was and what can never be again. And it can be a really tender dance. It's just tender, you know, to be human, to be a human that relates, um, to be a human that feels, to be a human that traverses this whole relational gauntlet. You know, love is really a labyrinth. Relationships are a gauntlet. Like, it... There's booby traps everywhere sometimes. And yet we still find our way through that. And if we really process a relationship fully, we will eventually distill it back down to this place where, like, I will always love you, but I can never choose you again. You know, and like going into the final piece of the song, which is the bridge, which is exactly that. It's that point in time where like your head is playing tricks on you. 
you know, that moment where like we just remember the good stuff and we're like, oh, but like maybe this time it'll be different, you know, and then this like very sobering moment of, you know, when the head plays tricks on the love we made, flashing back to a time where we just couldn't stay. And so it's that very like sobering drop of like, yeah, this fantasy part of me wants to like really hook in to this idea that like it was so much better than it actually was and that maybe we could just try again and then like being brought right back down to earth right back down to reality of like no and we like flash in that moment of like you couldn't stay you couldn't stay because it wasn't the true thing anymore you couldn't stay because it actually was no longer in service to love to stay. And then reminding ourselves, like, it's it's over. It is over. Even though I will always love this person, it is over. It is done. So there's, like, so much alchemy in this song, you know, and... We really like there's so many layers to it musically and a lot of people contributed to the creation of this song. And, you know, Corey and I will come on and talk about it together um, probably in the new year. And, you know, you'll be able to hear like his side of, you know, the creation of it because he did like so much of the instrumentation. He did the production on it. And so he took this song and like, this is our, our, like how we like really work with each other is like, I'll often channel a song and then he comes in and makes that song sparkle. And then we do a rewrite together and it gets this really beautiful partnership and in that sense. So like, I know that there's so much that he has to offer that like brings in like this other level of richness to this song, but I really wanted to like drop in and like really weave in these places that, you know, there's always like bigger medicine in the music that I write and that we release. And we really, like my intention with our music is always to bring in these higher level concepts in really digestible morsels so that they can like rumble around in your system and you're like, oh yeah, I've definitely, definitely been through that. And then having like those very sobering like drops into reality of like, even though, even though we will always have that thread of love. If And th- this is the thing, like if there was like true love that was there, that love will always remain, even though the relationship changes forms and you might need to have a lot of boundaries with that person and they don't actually get to come into your life anymore. Like that is a very real thing. And that is why relationships are so complex and being human is so messy and it can be confusing and all the things because it's hard to hold what appears as two opposing forces. This is the paradox of love. This is the paradox of life. This is the paradox of being human is being able to hold all of these pieces that don't really seem to fit together, but in some strange way they actually do. And this, again, like this is the maturity of our emotional world 
is to be able to like really take care of those inner parts, those younger parts, like my inner child, my inner adolescent, even my young woman, and like really back those parts of me by not going back into a relationship with someone who isn't actually good for me. But also knowing that in a relationship that wasn't good for me, there were still parts that were really valuable. There were still parts where love was actually flowing. Like he wasn't a monster. It was just like the ways that our energies collided together because he is married now. And I really truly believe that him and his wife are a much more compatible match. Like I don't really see their wounds kind of bumping with each other the ways that ours did. And for both of us, it seemed like that relationship was, you know, an initiation into maturation, into emotional maturity. And it's very hard to be emotionally mature when there's all of this wounding that we haven't alchemized yet. And so we will often have these relationships with woundmates at some juncture in our story so that all of that stuff that's incompatible with love can be brought to the surface to be cleared. It's not coming up because you are bad or wrong or like you suck or that you don't deserve love or you're not worthy of love. It's not coming up for that reason. It's because you are worthy of love that it's coming up because life wants you to have that. But in order to have that, you must clear everything that is inconsistent with love that still resides in your system that literally booby traps love every chance it can. And so these woundmate relationships will always bring these parts right into our field of view. It'll bring us the patterns that we're running that are inconsistent with love and truth. It'll bring us like all of those emotional parts that we still haven't digested. Like it's so funny because you know the guy that it took me, you know, 6 years to even like go into the quadrant of the city that he he lives in like the guy I was with in I can't even use their initials because they have the same initial that's both a C (laughs) Uh, I'll just use their names okay so Chris was the one in you know 2008 that we broke up and Connor was the one in 2016 that we broke up and even though like Connor and I had this very wound matey relationship with each other It was through the alchemy of that relationship that I actually got to open this piece that was related to Chris. Because when Chris and I ended, just given where I was in my development, I didn't actually process that. I just stuffed it down. I compartmentalized it. I locked it away. And in doing that, Like I kind of motored on with my life. We broke up in 2008. Connor and I started dating in 2012. Um, Like I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm over it. Like I dated people in between. Like I was good. I was fine. (laughs) Until the woundmate relationship came along and was like, ta-da. No, you're not. (laughs) Ta-da. You didn't actually ever emotionally process that ending. And so, you know, a lot of 
stuff that kind of got dislodged with Connor led me back to a point with Chris that like this younger part of me, you know, just had never been given the permission to feel the things that she needed to feel in order to process and integrate that experience properly. And so like, how can I not have reverence for this relationship, even though there was some serious shit that went down between me and Connor, you know, in terms of relational agreements and fidelity. And, you know, there was a lot of traumatic things that happened between the two of us. And yet, even with that, there is this part of me that will always hold love and reverence for him and for the role that he played in my life, the role that he played in my awakening, because without that relationship, I would not have been led back to love. I would not have been able to reparent those parts of me that were starving for my attention when, you know, those rug getting pulled out of (laughs) from underneath you moments happened throughout our relationship and ultimately the way that the relationship ended. And, you know, if you'd like (laughs) to hear more of, you know, the energetics of that, you can listen to um, our other song that came out in, gosh, when did that come out? October. And that one is called Love You First. So that song is also about that relationship and more so like, the specific wounding and trauma that was activated between the two of us. You can go back and listen to that one and maybe I'll do like, uh, I'll, I'll go through that song as well in the new year and we'll do a little song study with it and I'll kind of weave in these teachings with that song as well because, uh, you know, there were, there's so, relationships are so complex. There's so many elements to them. Right. And, You know, it's one of those things that, you know, it might take us years. Like, we broke up in 2016, right? Like, and I wrote this song last year. You know, that's a significant amount of time to have to process and, like, digest. And, like, I just went nice and slow with it. I didn't force myself on a timeline, I had another relationship in there and, you know, him and I are actually planning on doing some podcast episodes together next year to talk about our relationship and how we went from, you know, our ending to landing and being friends with each other again and what that process has been like. And, you know, Jamie has been such a huge piece again of like my relationship with Jamie helped me heal parts with Connor and like Connor helped me heal pieces with Chris and, and like, I'm sure on many levels, if I like really went into my relationship with Chris, I would see the ways in which that relationship supported me in processing the ones that came before, you know, and this is just how life is. I don't make the rules. (laughs) I'm just a translator here. You know, I'm a relational translator of like what happens in the relational domain and the patterns that we run and the emotional work that must be done in order for us to really, really thrive and be more available to life and be more available to love. 
And when we come back down to that moment of like, you know what, I will always love you. Even though like, I know deep down, I could never, ever, ever have you in my life again. Like there are some people like that who you will always have to love at a distance because they are actually not good for your well-being to have them closer. And then there are people, you know, like Jamie, who, you know, we can be in each other's fields. You know, I have a very healthy relationship with him and I have a very healthy relationship with his new partner. And, but our karma was different. We didn't have a karmic relationship. We didn't have a wound mate relationship. Our relationship was entirely different. There are many lessons that came through that relationship, but they weren't woundmate related. You know, there was a lot of repair. There was a lot of restoration. There was a lot of respect and reverence that got anchored in in that relationship. So a totally different chapter, totally different lesson. And yeah, I just wanted to share that with all of you today, you know, and encourage you to go and listen to the song. It would really help us out if you listen on Spotify, if you create a playlist and add that song to a playlist, Spotify loves that. And then it like literally helps us get um, picked up onto other playlists and the music can travel out the alchemy of the medicine can reach more people. So if it's a song that resonates with you and you feel like supporting what we're up to musically, that would really help us out. If you listened, if you shared it on your social media, and if you put it in your own playlist, you know, make a playlist and pop some songs in there and throw that song in there as well. And that would really help us out. It also helps out if you head to our social media. It's our Love and Whiskey is our Instagram account. And if you leave a comment on any of the posts of what the song meant to you, like what are you left with when you listen to that song? What did it open for you? What did it bring forward for you? Uh, Those are always really beautiful messages to receive, whether you leave it in a comment or write us a private message. They're really so special to receive. And, you know, it's just this beautiful relational element of like, you know, we bring this medicine out and then the circuit gets, you know, closed when you share with us the ways in which it has impacted you. And we really appreciate that. And I'm wishing you all the most beautiful of holiday blessings. Um, Enjoy the song over the holidays. Enjoy your holidays to the best of your capabilities. I love you all. And I will be seeing you all very soon in the new year. Bye, friends.